0: People want more democracy, not less. It's time to talk progressive politics and practical solutions with Joy Silver. Outspoken from Radio 111. Now, here's Joy.
1: Welcome, listeners, to our show today, Outspoken. We have with us guest R.L. Miller, and she's going to talk about the American Defense Production Act and how the world can actually win the war in the Ukraine. R.L. Miller founded Climate Hawk's vote to build grassroots political power for the climate movement. Miller is also a Woolsey fire survivor, elected to the Democratic National Committee from 2020 to 2024, elected chair emeritus of California Democratic Party's Environmental Caucus from the 13th to 2013 to 2021 and tweets way too much as at rl underscore miller her outside interests include keeping chickens and sleeping welcome rl and i'm very honored to have you as our guest today on outspoken
0: thank you so much for having me this is going to be a delight Tell us
1: a little bit about, well, tell us everything about the American Defense Production Act and what it historically was used for and how it might be used today.
0: Sure. Um, American, so the American Defense Production Act was passed in 1950 um, in the wake or during the Korean War. And the general idea is that it gives um, the president certain powers to order production of more things that are considered um, highly relevant for national security. Um, There's an interesting provision that isn't used very much on price gouging, which not meaning to say that that's what's happening at the gas pump right now but oh my gosh have you seen have you paid 6 dollars a gallon for gas my god <laughs> anyways um, so this has been used um in the Korean War it's been used in the defense in the Cold War and if it sounds real familiar it's because both um Trump and Biden used it um Trump used it to um basically order production of a number of different things, including ventilators for the um, COVID-19 patients requiring severe hospitalization, um, used it or said he was going to use it for um, meat processing plants, um, plants producing beef, pork, poultry and eggs. Um, I'm not sure if he ever actually did use it. It was just one of those things that Trump said that there was never any good (laughs) follow-through. Then um, when Biden got into office, on his second day in office, he ordered um, production of supplies related to the pandemic, such as protective equipment. And then again, in March of last year, ordered um, uh, supplies, that equipment be supplied to Merck so that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine could be required, could be um, manufactured faster. So this is not a brand new act, nor is it obscure. It's been pretty substantially talked about during the wake of the um, COVID panic excuse me, pandemic, I shouldn't say panic. That Um, too. (laughs) Yeah, that too. And it's an important tool in a president's um, arsenal. And most importantly, it does not require congressional authorization. So right now, there's a big push for the president to do more um, other than send our sons and brothers into war, um, put boots on the ground in, in Ukraine. And one of the many tools that we're looking at is various ways to use the Defense Production Act. So just to be clear on different sides of the climate crisis where I work, um, Joe Manchin wants to use the Defense Production Act to speed up production of pipelines, mm. while climate hawks like me want to use the Defense Production Act to speed up production of things like heat pumps.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, there's been a number of articles talking about how the uh, cash from fossil fuels really fired up Putin's uh, darkest ambition to go to war because that helped him build up the military force that he sent into the Ukraine and it gave him a lot of money to store in banks offshore that would allow him potentially to weather some of the economic fallout from the war. So there seems to be uh, many articles talking about a clean green or clean energy and how Uh, kind of a Marshall Plan, might be um, a way to win not just a war in the Ukraine, but actually move things into an infrastructure that could, instead of bombing and destroying, actually lays down a foundation for advancement into fossil-free
0: energy and clean energy. That's absolutely right. Um, So right now, Russia makes a lot of its money by simply selling... Um, natural gas and oil to Europe in particular. Not so much to the United States, although I understand that um, one of the states using a lot, relatively lot of Russian oil is California. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I I didn't know that until just recently, but we're all beginning to trace all of this um, oil flowing everywhere across the world, where it comes from, where it goes to. Um, And so, yeah, this is uh, one of the reasons why gas prices are so high in California. But there's a different reason having to do with greed. But that's a different story. (laughs) Anyways, um, so, yeah, so Putin right now is making a lot of money and the sanctions um, would kneecap him. That's why we're doing this, um, why President Biden is um, moving strongly on sanctions and cutting off um, the comp- the country's biggest export, uh, fossil fuels, oil and gas, would really kneecap him. Um, and so it's really important that we do it. The problem, of course, in the United States has been uh, a rise in gas prices. But when you consider what's going on in Ukraine, how people in Ukraine are dying at Putin's bombs that are paid for with putin's oil i think it's a fair thing um to ask us to pay a little bit more at the pump and this is the key part and move to electric vehicles and electric heat pumps sooner rather than later I do want to get
1: into um, and I actually do want to get into that greed piece with you for a second and also talk about uh, clean energy alternatives and what Climate Hawks is doing about it. We are talking to R.L. Miller. She founded the Climate Hawks Vote, and that's a grassroots political power for climate movement. Our podcast today is made possible by the generous support of My Little Flower Shop in Palm Springs. They are the premier full-service floral and event design studio in our beautiful desert cities. The staff has more than 50 years of experience designing, planning, and executing one-of-a-kind high-profile social, corporate, and charity benefit special events. That experience includes the Academy Awards and presidential inaugurations. So whether you are planning a wedding, a birthday, showers, or anniversary parties, or you're organizing a big banquet, My Little Flower Shop uses only the finest flowers and will help you celebrate in style. Everyday arrangements, wedding bouquets, centerpieces, and amazing unique designs – Call My Little Flower Shop, open daily, 9 to 5. The phone number is 760-778-7111. That's 760-778-7111. And visit them online for visual inspiration, mylittleflowershop.com at 861 North Palm Canyon in Palm Springs. They're open for delivery and an official sponsor of Outspoken. And we're with R.L. Miller from Climate Hawks Vote. Uh, R.L., do talk about some of the um, some of the things that Climate Hawks Vote is doing, and and what is it that we can do to move into clean energy in a in the quick way of using the American Defense Production Act?
0: How would that work? It's going to be a medium to long term push. Don't get me wrong. Um, electric heat pumps um, are would replace your natural gas. Um, water heater and um, and your heating and air conditioning system. And to be clear, although they are called heat pumps, they also work as air conditioning units. This was a question that I first had when I first looked into it. Why would I want a heat pump if I live in California? Don't I need more air conditioning than heat? (laughs) Um, But it turns out that they work extremely well. At both ends, the problem is right now that they're a little bit out of reach for most people. Um, I was ballparking systems at somewhere between ten thousand and fifteen thousand dollars, depending on how old your house is and how complicated the ductwork is, and how much of a standard suburban cookie cookie cutter tract house it is. Um, but if we can get these things produced. And if we can get some form of, we can't call it Build Back Better now, we have to call it Building a Better America Mm -hmm. um, bill passed that would give people huge tax credits, that gives them the incentive to move into, um, to ditch their existing natural gas furnaces and air conditioning units and move over to um, electric. Same thing for cars. If we can give people big incentives um, in the way of tax credits to buy clean cars. People who are right now on the bubble and sick and tired of paying $6 a gallon for gasoline might be tempted to move over to electric vehicles. And it, the more... And this is the way that the auto industry is going, by the way. Everybody is moving toward electric vehicles. The manufacturers all are all moving there. And so... The American public just needs to get on, on board if you're in the market for a new car. Well, there's f- not much in the way of an, a used car market, unfortunately, and there's not much in the way of really inexpensive runarounds.
1: The, the Defense Production Act. I mean, one of the items, and this has to do with the uh, the war in Ukraine uh, Uh, particularly, when the Americans decided that they were going to enter World War II. We were not tooled up, as it were, to send people into the war. We didn't have what it took. And yet the entire country was put into the grand plan in order to tool up, in order to get into the war and and, uh, World War II successfully, I might add. And so one of the big issues that I've read about is that, well, if we tool up for uh, green, clean energy, it's very costly. Now that seems to me that uh, death and destruction are also very costly. Do you think it's possible that this could be a tool in in um, moving towards some sort of win and freedom, I guess, for the, for the world having this tool in place?
0: Oh, absolutely. And of course one of the big differences between now and World War 2 I do have to I do have to name this is just plain political will. Yeah. Um unfortunately we've got an oil industry that at this point let's be blunt they are supporting Putin and undermining our president in a time of war. Mm. Let's just be blunt here. Let's just name this.
1: Well that sounds like <laughs> um, treason.
0: Yeah, doesn't
1: it? It certainly does. At least to its actual definition for aiding an enemy, um that's usually what it's meant. But talk a little yeah. bit about that greed aspect and 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 why would these Republicans or big oil people, why would they uh why would they want to do that? I mean, why aren't they changing? Why aren't they transforming their
0: businesses into the clean and green? They're making more money. It's really simple. When gas is for is $6 a gallon, they're making bigger profits than when gas is for $4 a gallon. There's a windfall tr- um, profits bill being introduced in Congress um, by some of the progressive Democrats. Um, I, I, but the most amazing thing is that, yeah, gas prices have gone up so fast, and now the It was supposed to be in relation to the cost of a barrel of oil that was at $130. Well, the price of that barrel of oil has now dropped to... Less than a hundred dollars, but do you see gas prices coming back down? Well, that's a very no. That's, it's because of greed. That's a very
1: good point. But let's just jump back one more time to World War II, because the factories that were involved uh, were given government contracts. I mean, you had a basically a garment factory that, and we had factories here in America at that point in time. Let's just get to that point. But these companies were given government contracts, which enabled them to how, uh, make money on what was needed for the war. Could that not happen in this time period so that there was that transformation in a really uh, time-efficient manner in order to help with that particular issue? And
0: the reason it's not happening right now is largely political will. Um, The Biden administration is having, feeling very whipsawed. I think they want to reassure American consumers that we're not raising your gas prices, that it's Putin's price hike. Republicans are are saying, no, it's all Biden's fault. That's what they do for everything. Um, and we just, unfortunately, we don't have enough political will to just cut through all the red ta- tape and start awarding contracts to GM and Ford to produce more electric cars. Um, and the electric heat pump companies to start producing more stuff. We haven't done it yet. Some people in Congress are saying we first need to declare a climate emergency before we can do that. Um, And a bill to declare a climate emergency has been stuck in Congress for quite a long time. Um, And we're just in this horrible stalemate. Um, It's very frustrating to watch. And, We all and Biden has been saying the right things that in the medium to long term, the answer is to move away from oil and gas so that Russia and other countries and oil companies cannot hold us hostage any longer. Well, what can people do? What can our listeners do to
1: aid the efforts that your your organization does and makes?
0: For right now, it's real simple. Um cut back on your driving, um, conserve ele- electricity, conserve energy, um conserve oil most of all. If you are in the market for an electric vehicle, it is the single best thing that you could do for climate change and for this war on o- um, this war effort. If you are Considering looking at upgrading your electricity, I do want, or not, your electricity, go for solar panels, please. Um, if you're looking at replacing your natural gas furnace, look into an electric heat pump. Um, some of these are the little things that you can do, you know, recycle more and walk more, take the bus more. Um, Where the can they find you,
1: RL? Where can they find you to join Climate Hawks Vote?
0: climatehawksvote.com is the website hawks as in birds that are fierce Um, climate and vote because we care about the climate and we vote Um, I personally am rl underscore miller on twitter Um, and you can email me if you're so inclined at rlm at climatehawksvote.com um, and I'm happy to talk to just about anybody who's going to be civil to me on Twitter. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for being our guest today, R L. Miller with Climate Hawk's Vote. And this is outspoken.